0: podcast rolling so fine what's up guys and ladies and whoever's listening at this time of night or whenever you're watching and listening to this big john on americana the american way find me on getter twitter at the Real Underscore Big John. You can listen to this on Anchor.fm or on Spotify. The Spotify app, of course, and the Anchor app. And of course, all videos are on Rumble.com. The channel and podcast are Americana the American Way. So, I got three sources of reference here uh, for what I'm about to talk about. Cleveland.com, Ballotpedia, I don't know if it's a .com or .org, Ballotpedia.org, which is a great website, and the next one is called Our Campaigns. Dot com. never used that website before but it came in handy today for what I'm about to talk about uh, The Ohio uh, primary election is in total chaos and we'll tell you I'll tell you why in a minute okay and it's all the fault of one person. me light my stogie and we'll get underway i think that was all the preliminary talk i had to tell you All out of wooden matches to light my cigars with. So, here's the foundation for this, right? A few elections ago, Ohio voters decided to go away from the old-fashioned, uh, partisan-controlled uh, redistricting. Okay, every 10 years they have the census and you have to redraw your state house and state senate uh, districts your political your party central committee districts so the democrat republican parties get their uh, districts redrawn those usually aren't that controversial so you get your state rep, your state senate your congressional districts redrawn okay Ohio lost one United States congressman this year uh, because we shrank in size that's not important to this just letting you know it used to be the party that controlled the state basically had their way with how the dist- these district maps would be Drawn. Uh, there were mem- statewide elected officials that made up the uh, map drawing committee, for lack of a better term. And whatever party ruled, Ohio ruled that committee the voters said let's go to a bipartisan board to draw up these district maps that's important but not really important right now so the maps were drawn and redrawn and redrawn It even got to the point where you could watch on what's called the Ohio Channel for a couple of days this committee drawing these districts and the Democrats took it to the Ohio Supreme Court and said it not fair uh, I got news for you Ohio is such a red state it's the ex- uh, la, 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 Biden moment pardon me except for in ex- in an exceptionally bad year for Republicans, such as 2006, and kind of 2018, but not really. Uh, but the Republicans are going to win the majority of the state representative seats, and the state senate seats. And they're going to win most of the statewide offices, which are governor, and Lieutenant Governor, but that's one and the same essentially. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Governor, Treasurer, (laughs) Auditor, um, what's the other ones? Attorney General and Secretary. Okay? Now, let's harken back a little ways. 1990 Dick Celeste I believe was the outgoing gov (laughs) and he screwed the state up royally kind of like Joe Biden didn't take him real long you had a multitude of Republicans who wanted to be the governor of Ohio. You had George Voinovich who was kind of a jerk. But he had just turned around the city of Cleveland. And I believe uh Uh, I believe he won that from uh, Dennis Kucinich. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, Voinovich had. Yeah. Did, Voinovich replaced Celeste in 1990. Uh, Voinovich just turned the city of Cleveland around. You also had. Mike DeWine, who was a successful state representative and a successful uh, county prosecutor down in Cedarville, Ohio. You had Betty Montgomery from, oddly enough, Montgomery County, uh, who was a successful county prosecutor. You had Ken Blackwell, who was uh, mayor of Cincinnati uh, and recruited to the Republican Party by... Ronald Reagan himself, and a deal had to be struck, and there's some people that were in that mix that I'm leaving out, but Montgomery, Voinovich, DeWine, Blackwell were the main four players. The deal had to be struck, who was going to be governor, because Uh, Oh, pardon me, I left out the most important one to my story here, Bob Taft. Okay, so Taft had almost no political experience. In fact, I think he might have just recently moved back to Ohio to run for governor because things were so messed up after Dick Celeste. Taft, legend has it, could have won that election on name alone. The Taft name is big in Ohio politics. It's big in American politics. You know, his great-great-grandfather, William Howard Taft, was president, senator, uh, Supreme Court justice, and so on. So they had to cut a deal. The power brokers supported George Voinovich because he could do well in Cleveland he had the most uh, I would say had the most experience but because he was mayor of one of the biggest cities he could win uh, so it was decided that you know Dwine would go and be lieutenant governor Voinovich would be governor And then throughout the 90s and early 2000s, these people, Blackwell, DeWine, uh, Voinovich, and Montgomery, and Taft, just basically traded statewide seats. Okay? So, in 1998, when i was just uh, this was my first uh venture into politics really uh i i did a little help on the taft campaign not a lot you know just putting up yard signs i was more involved in local races in 98 uh in summit county i was at kent state so taft wins he brings along with him a woman from Summit County named Maureen O'Connor who is going to be the key player in this story that I'm about to tell you about these the quote screwed up primary okay Maureen O'Connor um, according to Ballotpedia and ourcampaigns.com and what I have been told and know, Uh, she spent about 10 years from 1985 to about 1993, so that's a little less than 10 years, let's see here, she was at the Summit County Probate Court, so we have something in common, I was a deputy clerk there for a while, Uh, she was a magistrate there. She was appointed magistrate um, by the judge, uh, Willard Spicer, who is a phenomenal judge. He is the reason I take the judicial branch of government so seriously. That man taught me a lot about class, how to act, uh, not just him, but the bailiff, the court administrator, you know, how to wear your tie. You don't you never loosen your tie too far, you just loosen it a little bit and not never until the end of the day. You know, you you leave your shirt sleeves cuffed or buttoned all day. You don't roll your sleeves up. You're in an office. You're a professional. Okay. So Maureen O'Connor was a magistrate under Willard Spicer. Another note about Judge Spicer He is internationally known in probate law. He had the first right to die case in uh, the state of Ohio. What does that mean? A young lady was hit by a drunk driver coming home from her prom. There was new technology called life support The doctors said, "Oh, we can keep her alive forever in this vegetative state on life support, and it's our decision to take her off." And her family was very upset and wanted to have the right to take her daughter, their daughter, off life support. Uh, Became known as the right to die. uh, Judge Willard Spicer. I keep wanting to say Willard Scott, Willard Spicer, Bill Spicer, there I'll simplify it for myself, he decided that a life on a, on life support is no life at all, and that the family should have the right to choose. Why is this famous and why is this important to me? the Supreme Court of the United States cited his decision in one of their decisions on a person's right to die. Uh, So, and that's basically the highlight of Maureen O'Connor's political career. (laughs) No, I'm not, just kidding. Uh, She was appointed then uh, County Prosecutor According to uh, these websites, she was tough on crime, prosecuted you know, to the full extent of the law, but she was appointed because of a man named Alex Archnikoff. Alex, I worked under him, I volunteered under him, uh, I got my start in politics under Alex Archnikoff in Summit County. Uh, he's either the most revered or most reviled person uh, or was because he's passed now. God rest his soul. If you're on his good side, he was the most revered person in American politics as far as county chairman go. If you're on his bad side, You were his most reviled person, and he was yours. And he made sure of that. (laughs) But he had a lot of influence, a lot of pull. So we have Republican governors. He gets the Republican governor to appoint Maureen O'Connor, county prosecutor. She serves a couple years, loses the election. Summit County is a very difficult county. For Republicans to win you have a big city of Akron with a quarter of a million people which is essentially a quarter of a million Democrat votes all right so right off the bat you're 250,000 votes in the hole if you're running countywide in Summit County Alex then got her appointed to the common pleas judgeship she then lost the election okay so now we come to 1998 it's Bob Taft's Turned to be governor. Uh, he's been treasurer, he's been Secretary of Ohio, he's got his feet wet. The others in the class of 1990 are in their, uh, their seats. Blackwell was uh, maybe treasurer. Betty Montgomery was Going to be, um, oh, what's the job? Attorney General, I think. It doesn't matter. Maureen O'Connor, because of Alex's relationship, a professional relationship, let me clarify, with Bob Taft, gets on board as. Lieutenant Governor. Republicans were riding high in Ohio at this time, as usual. Um, Bubba William Jefferson Clinton was unfortunately our president, but in Ohio Republicans were riding high. So, I said before, Taft could win on name alone It didn't matter. Lieutenant governors don't matter. Nobody votes for the ticket based on the lieutenant governor. Hell, most people don't know who the lieutenant governor is. Okay? All right. So she gets on the ticket as lieutenant governor. I think it was just to build her name up uh, in statewide politics so that Alex could run her for the Ohio Supreme Court. So, she does a couple years as Lieutenant Governor. Time comes for an Ohio Supreme Court election. She gets the nod to be the Republican candidate for this uh, judicial seat. She wins. Few years down the road, Now you have the uh, opening for Chief Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court. Republicans put a lot of money into that race. It's a vital race. You want to have the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, of course. She now has Statewide Name Recognition, or Statewide Name ID, as we call it. She becomes the Chief Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court. That brings us to where we are today. From cleveland.com, what's on the ballot and what's not in Ohio's screwed up primary election? So the bipartisan uh, district drawing committee the bipartisan districting committee comes up with a map. It favors Republicans, but like I said, Republicans a deep or Ohio is a deep red state unless it's a bad year like 2006 uh, when the whole world was on this anti-George W. trip and Republicans lost handily in Ohio. We lost handily. Around the country. And it took a few years for America to wake up and we won everything back, at least in Ohio. But uh, yeah, we won a lot of congressional seats back too. But anyhow, uh, 2006 was a bad year for Republicans. My point is that's the only time Republicans lose handily in Ohio when it's like a tragic year. All right, let's look at this article from cleveland.com. It's been more confusing than usual to follow what's going on in this year's primary election in Ohio. The legal battle over redistricting, the process of redrawing political maps every decade, is a big reason why it's the reason why with multiple sets of legislative and congressional maps getting struck down by the Ohio Supreme Court and that legal fight continues even as early voting for the May 3rd primary began this week. Now the Ohio Supreme Court Republicans have a slight advantage. Okay. Uh, and let's see here some. Basically, as long as Marie Just, Chief Justice O'Connor sides with the Republicans, we have the advantage on the Ohio Supreme Court. Uh, At one point a few years ago, we held all seven seats on the Ohio Supreme Court, which is difficult to maintain, Uh, especially when, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, air quotes, judicial races are nonpartisan, so there's no R or D next to the name on the ballot. (laughs) Bullshit. Nothing's nonpartisan. But... As long as Chief Justice O'Connor sides with her own party and don't cheer her for being against the party, we have the advantage on the Ohio Supreme Court. I'm looking something up here real quick. But she, in these redistricting maps, has been siding with the Democrats. And these maps fit all, when they passed this new voting commission uh, law, not only did it have to be bipartisan, the House districts, the legislative districts, had to include entire communities. Before, when they really gerrymandered things up, when they really gerrymandered things, you could live in one uh, congressional or st- uh, state senate seat or one state rep seat, and the person across the street from you in the same city could live in a different district. Now keep in mind in Ohio we have fifteen Congress members and we have every state has two United States senators, but in the state legislature uh, we have like thirty-three state senators and I believe it's ninety-nine state representatives. So I could live in one state house district and my neighbor across the street could live in a different state rep district or state senate district or however you want to look at that. I'm not getting what I want here, but it's not important. Maureen O'Connor for whatever reason, some, I had a talk with a friend this morning, which is what got me riled up on this today, because I know the political career of Maureen O'Connor, because it kind of, she was running for offices before I was involved, but knowing that she couldn't win a countywide election in Summit County after being appointed prosecutor after being appointed to Common Pleas Court. Uh, and, co- and court uh, judge races are one thing that the Summit County Republican Party was good at winning, okay? But nonetheless, she couldn't win countywide. Then Alex's influence and money uh, got her on the, the ballot as lieutenant governor and then on to the Supreme Court. Uh, let see here. What are the major races on the ballot? So the easy ones to explain, this is what's on your primary ballot for May 3rd in Ohio. Statewide elections, governor, secretary of state, auditor, attorney general, and state. Uh, state treasurer, as well as Republican and Democrat races to replace outgoing U.S. Senator Rob Portman. So those are statewide. They don't involve a district. Okay. Uh, What about congressional races? This year Ohio is operating under a new congressional map as a result of redistricting. The state is losing a seat dropping from 16 to 15 and all of them are on the ballot. Wasn't the congressional map struck down? Yes and no. The Ohio Supreme Court did strike down a Republican drawn congressional map in January. The map favored Republicans to win 12 out of 15 seats with one of the three Democrat-leaning seats uh, an effective toss-up. So, Republicans on the Redistricting Commission approved a new, somewhat less Republican-friendly map on March 2nd. That's the one being used in this election. The March 2nd map is being challenged by Uh, a national Democrat redistricting group and the League of Women Voters, (laughs) wink, wink, a nonpartisan voting rights group (laughs) that has been part of a progressive Democrat coalition opposing Republican redistricting. So what the Ohio Supreme Court is setting its timetable for a hearing on legal arguments, has signaled it will not decide the case until after the May primary. So, what about the legislative races? This is where it gets a little more complicated. Ohio's House and Senate races are supposed to be on the May 3rd ballot, but they are not. That's also because of redistricting. The Ohio Supreme Court, meaning Maureen O'Connor, rejected three sets of Republican-drawn legislative maps. Now, these maps were drawn by the bipartisan Election Commission. Okay? They can say it's a Republican. This is Cleveland.com. They lean liberal. They even took this to the point where you could sit at home and watch on the Ohio Channel as they redrew these maps. And Maureen O'Connor, in my opinion, has turned on the people that brought her to the dance. It's her last term. She's 70 years old. Which in Ohio you cannot run for judge after your seventieth birthday, so December thirty-first of this year is her last day on the bench. <clears throat> okay. Uh, it seems likely to be to reject a fourth approved last week. The results is there are no legal district lines which led the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, to pull the races from the ballot. At any point in the process, the Republican-controlled legislature could have voted to move all or part of the election but has declined to do so. As a result, it looks like a makeup primary election for legislative races, Democrat and Republican Party Central Committee races will be held August 2nd, but the specific date has yet to be decided and the process of doing so looks to, the process of doing so seems likely to involve federal court intervention. So, because of Marie O'Connor's decided to go rogue, and I'm, I hear it's for personal reasons that I'm not going to get into because I can't verify these, but it came from a friend of mine in, uh, in Columbus who's, um, well, he would just say he works in Columbus and around the, the country. And, We were talking, and this whole mess is because she's siding with the Democrat justices on the Supreme Court. She's going out this year, and for some personal reasons, she's gonna... I'm relighting my cigar. She's going to botch up as much as she can out of spite. That's my opinion. That's the opinion of a friend of mine. But this is bullshit. From what I've been told by my inside sources, they meet, this. these maps meet all the criteria, but... The Democrats are whining that they don't meet the competitiveness criteria. These districts are about equal in size. They don't divide communities in half. They don't divide uh, counties in half, I don't think. At least that's what my buddy told me. But there are a couple of Democrat districts that were... typically Democrat controlled that this map drawing group made um, more competitive and they didn't change any of the typical Republican districts to be more competitive well that's hard to do in Ohio when the state legislature has been Republican controlled with the exception of like two or maybe four years after that 2006 debacle where they were putting George W. Bush's picture next to every Republican and saying, oh, if you support this Republican, then you support George W. Bush and the economic collapse and the recession and the high gas prices and the war in Iraq. And these were people that never met George W. Bush. And Bush is my boy, but he was a a useful idiot to Dick Cheney and uh, Rumsfeld and some other power brokers in Washington that have been in the old military industrial establishment for decades. Anyhow, but if you if they put your name or your picture Next to George W. Bush in 2006, you lost. Okay, so that was the only time the Democrats had control of the Ohio State House, uh, all but one statewide office, which Mary Taylor won. The office of was it Treasurer or Auditor? Can't remember now. I think it was Treasurer. It uh, doesn't matter to this point the, the only time Democrats win in Ohio is when it's an atrocious year for Republicans maybe they'll pick up one statewide seat like uh, treasurer or auditor uh, because those are races that are important but people seldomly pay attention to uh, it's kind of like you they look at the governor's race and that's it on statewide after that it become it comes down to who spends the most money and who gets the most name recognition most name best name ID okay uh, that's why Mary Taylor won in 2006 uh, Alex Archnikoff the late great Alex Archnikoff put a lot of money into her race uh, and she had Taylor's a popular name and she was running against someone named Sykes Sykes, unless you're Wanda Sykes, is not a popular, well known name. Okay. Uh, And then Mary went on to be lieutenant governor and uh, other things. But anyhow, this is just spitefulness. One Supreme Court justice is being spiteful. You know that the Democrat justices on the Supreme Court in Ohio, just like the National Supreme Court. There are certain issues like this that are going to be down party lines. These maps are fair. They were done by a bipartisan commission. The Ohio legislature votes on them. They may have had some say in how the the Republican members of the committee or the commission uh, wanted things redrawn. But they're saying the Republican legislature no, it's not the entire Republican Party. It's a bipartisan redistricting commission now. But one Supreme Court justice is holding up all these primary elections for Democrats and Republicans and state central committee people until maybe August for spite. So, that's the controversial long ass story but I hope you learned something from it. Sorry I know so much about Ohio politics but a lot of this the key players now in this, uh, were there when I was getting involved and I knew a lot of these people personally. I, I got to know Bob Taft fairly well. I mean, we weren't hanging out buddies, but we were on a first name basis. Uh, governor DeWine, I consider him a friend and a mentor. Um, I've written a lot of letters, sent a lot of emails to, um, people over time, and he's the only one that I've ever gotten a handwritten postcard back from, uh, in an envelope in response to, uh, my letters, so, and he does that for a lot of people, I'm not the only one, but... <clears throat> You know, uh, Kenneth Blackwell, we knew each other a little bit. You know, I saw him, I talked to him, had personal conversations with him. Um, He probably doesn't remember me from Adam, but, um, you know, because he met so many people. But, anyway, this is where we're at in Ohio. One Supreme Court justice is being spiteful and holding this up. So maybe we shouldn't have propped her up for this long, you know, see in Summit County, they do things different, you know, sometimes you, you just run and run until you win because every time your name's on the ballot, every time your signs are out there, it builds your name up for future uh, Elections, We call it run to lose, but win in the future. The elections people, folks, ladies and gents, they're all about name 90% of the time, except for, you know, when you get into the presidential, uh, maybe the governor's race, uh, maybe a heated U.S. Senate seat race. It's about name. It's not about policy or issues it's who has the highest name ID so anyhow that's what's going on with this Ohio Senate or Ohio redistricting map there are a couple seats that people don't like the way they're drawn because they were always Democrat seats but they've been turned into competitive seats Everything matches what the criteria of the law says except they're saying there's not enough competitiveness across the board in these state legislature seats. Competitiveness is in the eye of the beholder because I guarantee you the Democrats wouldn't be complaining if <clears throat> if it were a state that was solid blue, and the state legislature seats, like California or New York, you know, you could put a D next to a glass of water and put it on the ballot, and it would win. <laughs> you know, so, so they wouldn't care about competitiveness if it favored them, but they're trying to say this is not these district lines are not competitive enough that's the only part of the criteria and that is a part of the criteria that can be subject to change districts counties cities change loyalties all the time 10 years ago 15-20 years ago my county Columbiana blue always was blue and then the demographics of the county changed, the type of, the people moving in changed, the attitudes of the people that already lived here changed. Uh, You know, what have the Democrats done for us? You have people in that are staunch Republicans moving into the county, and even though it's uh, a majority independent county, it leans Republican. But 20 years ago, it was the total opposite. It was a majority Democrat county. And then uh, independents were the smaller portion. And then Republicans. But anyhow, that's where we're at. One one Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is holding all this up. God bless y'all. Hope you learned something. We'll see y'all next time. This was kind of a long video, but I know a lot about the subject and the people involved. So, God bless ye, pray for each other, and we'll see you next time around. How the hell song is this?